it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm going to do something I never do. I'm going to start the program with calls. I just want your thoughts on Ron DeSantis' launch. So go ahead. Start lining them up. Wine 695 Patriot. I never do this in the first segment, but I'm going to do it here. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis used to be each other's biggest supporters. If it gets, you get right down to it. And now they're going to destroy each other. I think I'm going to stop at Target and get a case of Bud Light on my way out to Darkheart Island. This is, this is, this is not going to be good. Now, do I think this launch is going to completely ruin DeSantis' campaign? I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't understand. I understand breaking with tradition. And I understand that Twitter is, you know, where almost everyone in the media is at any given time. I'm old enough to remember. Go ahead, start calling in. I want your thoughts. As soon as, we, as, soon as the boat is full, I'm going to go to the calls. I see we're already filling up. How many of you are old enough to remember this? And I remember it distinctly. MTV Choose or Lose. MTV Choose or Lose. There was Bill Clinton. Who remembers, who's old enough to remember, and I'll give you points on Twitter if you remember this. Who remembers Boxers or Briefs? Anyone remember that? Boxers or Briefs? Bill Clinton went into a theater in the round with MTV viewers and fielded questions, and one of them was from a young woman. I wonder where she is today. And asked the president, or excuse me, the governor, what type of underwear does he wear, boxers or briefs? And it was a moment that stuck with every young voter. Then there was Tabitha Soren, who interviewed George H.W. Bush in a high back chair in the caboose of a train, a campaign train, like it was, you know, 1892, not 1992. And he was sitting there in the presidential windbreaker sipping a cup of tea. I was 20 years old. And I remember thinking, ugh, ugh, ugh. It just didn't translate. Now, I'm not saying that candidates need to do the stupid, silly stuff that Andrew, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drink, you know, I'm going to do whippets or fill my face up with whipped cream. Right? We've seen this. We've seen politicians who are long past their 20s trying to be hip in that way like when your grandparents tried to dance at your sweet 16 if you're a girl and it's like come on kids let's boogie down now it's fun when your grandparents get out there but you know they they're your grandparents do you remember the one of the most disastrous things I also remember? Does anyone remember the SmackDown the Vote promos? They were awful. Actually, the only good one I think was Barack Obama. John McCain, what you gonna do when the McCainiacs run wild? I was like, ah! But last night, Ron DeSantis launched on a Twitter space. And yeah, it was a disaster. And Trump <laughs> just... Trump went full Trump with a mocking video that was produced very quickly. But I say it again, uh, watching these two really effective conservatives 
squaring up to destroy each other. With on one side, you have people that think they're somehow going to get close to Donald Trump by being an almost cultist loyalist who would rather get Joe Biden reelected than even consider Ron DeSantis, which to me is stupid. And on the other side, you have the establishment that's going to try to co-opt Ron DeSantis to push out Donald Trump. This entire thing has a great risk of just getting Joe Biden reelected. I'm never Biden. I don't know what my colleagues and what my friends are going to be doing. I have not checked with any of them. No matter what time slot they're in, no matter what platform they're on. Whether they're in terrestrial, whether they're in podcast, whether they're in streaming, whether they uh, make, make, uh, put their, their programs on YouTube, I, I don't, I'm not checking with anyone on this. This will be Dark Heart Island. This program, all three hours of it going forward, will be a refuge for people who like both of them and just want the most effective conservative to stop the madness and the chaos of the Biden administration. I will not be taking a side. I will not be making an endorsement. I will not be telling you how to vote. At times, I will highlight the strengths of both candidates and at times, I will highlight the weakness of both candidates. And both candidates are welcome on this program. Whether one comes on, both comes on, or neither comes on. But this will be a refuge for people who just see this as unproductive and destructive. All right, I'm going to it. There's no wrong answers here. All right, Bobby, Virginia, first up, Ron DeSantis' launch. Give me your thoughts. Uh, The launch was Bush League. Um, I'm going to vote for whichever one wins the primary, regardless. And the Make America Great Again pack needs to cease and desist running those dumbass ads against the fair tax. They're attacking DeSantis over the fair tax. That's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm a Trump fan. I, I'm, I'm going to vote for Trump in the primary. But, you know, this is, this is just stupidity. And whatever, whoever's advising DeSantis on, hey, let's do this on Twitter space, that, that, was, that was stupid. The only logic I could think of that was it was one it was one place if i was elon musk was my elon musk impersonation pretty good he he ha, he told <laughs> he has a it's it's not quite sebastian gorka but it's it's a little bit of a he's got a little bit of a hollow hollow tone to his his uh uh, uh his voice um and that that it's not even that south that uh, that accent from lethal weapon 2 you know the Krieger. It's sebastian gorka but a little bit more erudite yeah, it, but it's it, yeah, it's not as pronounced as, as Gorka. I mean, and I've seen, I, I've been with Gorka when he really, you know, like gets agitated. 
uh, the time with with Jim Acosta. But it's it's a little bit of that hollow, hollow. Uh, anyway, I could see Elon Musk saying, "Okay, Donald Trump, you don't want to participate in Twitter." Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach out to your number one rival and I'm going to put him in the Twitter space where you, you're either going to comment or you're not. You know, I think I think yeah. Elon Musk is trying to desperately bait Trump back into into using Twitter, even though he's pr- promoting Truth Social. But, yeah. you know, if, if Trump's going to promote Truth Social and he's not going to come on Twitter, then what is what has Elon Musk got to lose by giving a you know you know being in league? Well, he said all the candidates could come on. I, I think I know why he did it. I real I, I do think I know why they did it, and the reason for that was they knew they could get a large crowd on Twitter because it's easy. What do you do? You click a few buttons and you join the chat. Okay, the outside of Florida, Ron DeSantis couldn't fill up a stadium. Yeah, but he hasn't he hasn't really gone out there as a presidential candidate yet. You know, so so far, you know, he's been uh, just the governor of Florida. You know, he's he's appeared at things like CPAC to, you know, know, large, large applause. He won his reelection by a a landslide. Um, He's obviously a extremely effective and popular figure within the conservative movement. He's delivering results uh, that conservatives want uh, from an executive. Uh, there's nothing to not like about Ron DeSantis. Let's see who do we have here. Alan, North Carolina, go ahead. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Thanks for taking my call, man. I listen to you every day. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you for being there for us. Hey, I'm with your last call on that. Uh, Ron DeSantis yesterday sounded like Bush League to start with. Beginning to worry about him a little bit. He's starting to sound more just like just a regular old politician with his little catchphrases and his little pompous words that he uses. Uh, I mean, I like him, and if it, if it comes down to him, I will vote for him. But I'm worried a little bit. And and, and just one thing for all those people out there, for uh, one Donald Trump, they keep saying he comes in with too much baggage. Well, that's exactly what the Democrats have wanted. They no, put hold, on, hold, baggage on. On Do- hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Donald Trump has no baggage that wasn't created for him by the media and the Democrats. Exactly. There's and no anybody baggage. that falls for that, they're being played like a fiddle. They are being played by the media and the Democrats, and they're they're just falling right into exactly what they want them to do. Thank you very much for the call. All right, like I said, I never open the program with calls. But I wanted your thoughts on Ron DeSantis's launch. Mike, Florida, go ahead. Andrew, thank you for taking my call. Three quick points. Number one, and I listen to the, the radio across the dial and viewpoints, but number one, he was too scripted. He should have came out when he finally got on and said, listen, I blew up the Internet. I am so popular, I blew up the Internet. Number two, I also heard, which I don't know it's true, they never um, – you know, tested this out to see if they, you know, what would happen with all these users. And number three, and the biggest and last, and I feel the most important thing, is the Affordable Care Act. Every year with open enrollment, as far as I know, how many times has their systems crashed? And that's a little bit more important, I think, to American people than, you know, than launching a, uh, a presidential campaign. But I am from Florida, and DeSantis does have my vote because I I've, I've moved from Connecticut about 10 years ago. And I ain't never moving back, my friend. Well, uh, you know, you you could I would have assumed that there would have been some kind of test run to, you know, test, you know, the capacity 
Mr. Musk, I, I don't know if we can handle this many users all at once joining the Twitter space. So we're going to have to increase capacity before we bring on the governor. I, I don't know. I don't know if they weren't prepared or it was just bad luck. Let's see. Scott, also Florida. Go ahead. Andrew. Yes, sir. Great show, man. I'm glad I glad I finally got through. My first point is, do you think that Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin were shaking in their boots last night, worried about Ron DeSantis? I, I don't even know if they gave the launch any thought at all. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, this... This this is not the kind of thing that happens in their countries with balloons and confetti and, you know, those weird foam barbershop quartet hats that get handed out, right? You know, and then there's, you know, every politician selects their WWE entrance music. Um, I don't know if that, that, that kind of pop and circumstance goes on in China. But I'm saying is, is that anybody that listened to that last night and... I got to preface it by saying I voted for DeSantis twice. I will vote for Donald Trump if he's in solitary confinement in an orange suit, okay? Because he is the only person, and we're walking down that plank that they're putting out there for us, man. I see a nice, shiny Paul Ryan. That's what I see, okay? If people want to research Ron DeSantis, just go back to the debate of him and Charlie Chris. Just go back to the debate where Charlie Chris, they pulled him out of a bar room at 300 pounds like an old heavyweight to fight the up-and-coming challenger, and he struggled. I'm afraid if he gets on a debate stage, he won't have to worry about Trump because, and I don't know why, Vivek Ramaswamy, for whatever reason, I think if he gets on that debate stage, he is going to cut DeSantis to shreds. But that's what a primary is for. That's what we're saying. Like these, yeah. this, is, this is what this is for. There have been, I said this yesterday, there have been many great conservatives that did not check all the boxes to be the one, like in the Highlander, that turned out to be great senators or governors or policy advisors or agency heads. And and, and you know what? Let's be honest. That's kind of what a primary field offers the eventual nominee. Like, hey, you know, I just squared I just squared off with all these people. Some of them had some good ideas. Some of them had some not so good ideas. Maybe they weren't as effective as they thought they would be, but they might make a great head of the Department of Education or something. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. But my, my point is if people are following DeSantis here, man, they wondered why he didn't declare. And if anybody follows the Citadel and the guys that run the Citadel, a year ago they decided to come down to Bricolab and bring their corporate office with them. I, I know a friend of mine that works there. He's one of his biggest supporters. Uh, he's got Ed Rollins, that fossil, who should be out put out to pasture advising him. And I've Everything said this. I said, I said the danger of, of the establishment trying to vanquish once and for all Donald Trump is co-opting Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis may be believing that you know he is gathering the the uh, the powers of the of the of the establishment uh, to 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 win the nomination. But then, how does he get rid of them? You know, how does he shake them off um, in in the long run? That's that's a danger. And I will tell you this. I will tell you this. You're gonna this. The pitting of, of pro-DeSantis versus pro-Trump people to a point, to something that would resemble the old Jerry Springer show. Or, you know, Maury Povich going, you're not the father, is coming from 
two places. The establishment of the Republican Party and the whole of the Democrat Party in the media. They want us fighting amongst one another. It's divide and conquer. The simplest textbook divide and conquer. I am never Biden. This program is never Biden. Wine 695 Patriot. Let's see. Amy Georgia, go ahead. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, my thoughts on DeSantis's launch is that I, you know, I'm going to vote for whoever wins the primary, but I'm kind of siding with Trump here because DeSantis, from what I'm hearing, um, he's trying to um, kind of co-opt Trump's ideas and make them his own. I understand that, but um, you know, from what he was saying in his video, and I think he's trying to out Trump Trump by going on the internet. Um, no, he didn't break the internet like Trump would. Um, Trump is just, uh, to take on Trump that way, I think is a big mistake. Uh, I, again, you know, you have two conservative heavyweights, two very effective people, uh, two very popular people. Uh, I, and I know that there are, are lots of you out there like, why can't they just be on the ticket together, right? That would be the end of this. If if this was if if Trump called the Sanders said, look, be my VP, you'll get four years as VP and then I'll support you for eight years of your presidency. I mean, I think that. But but see, there are some people that think they have to hate on Ron DeSantis in order to prove their bona fides as a Trump supporter. You don't. I'm just going to say you don't. Sally, Massachusetts, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I thought his launch was fine. I think it, you know, it wasn't fireworks, but I think it accomplished what he wanted to accomplish with sort of the controlled environment that he needed. Um, but my point that I want to make is, uh, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I helped campaign for him, made phone calls, knocked on doors, loved him as president, except at the end on how he handled COVID, but whatever. Um, you know, my fear is that a lot of the always Trumpers and Trump himself, that if DeSantis does win the nomination, they will not vote for him. They will stay home. And that's what I don't and get. That's what I don't I get. Don't get the, it Trump, the Trump or no one. Then you're telling me that you'd rather have Joe Biden for another four years and maybe even a setup for another eight years of a Democrat president going going with momentum. You're telling me that you'd rather let the Democrats continue their forward motion than vote for Ron DeSantis? If that's the case, don't tell me you're a conservative. No, but that's exactly what they say. I have plenty of Republican friends and colleagues up here in Massachusetts that will tell you exactly that. They would rather have that than what someone that they perceive as a rhino, even though they cannot defend or point to any policy issues um, of you know, someone who's not Trump as being a rhino. They, you know, if you if you try to put them on the spot, there, you know, you get crickets. But they will tell you they would rather have a. Does Democrat Florida than seem a like a rhino state to you? No, listen, <laughs> you're singing to the choir. I, I think it's appalling. I think it's immature. I think it's ignorant. It's maddening, and I can't believe I have these wonderful friends who I cannot budge with any rational argument. They're almost as bad is these far left, like in their own way, they're the other side of the coin of of the never Trumpers. They are, they, you know, they're the always Trumper and it's very sad. And you know what? And I think Trump would be the same way. I do not see him 
supporting the Republican nominee if it's not him. And well, I, I'm then, then like it. I said, that's why I'm going to Dark Heart Island. Get ready for four more years of Joe Biden. Get ready for four more years of Joe Biden and get ready for the possibility that the Democrats hold the Senate and take back the House. Get ready for it. Christine, Indiana, go ahead. Hi, Andrew. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, always listen to you. Uh, you're great. Um, just the part about DeSantis um, seems like a very good candidate. Of course he does What a good because he is such a good governor. However, I heard, now whether it's true or not, who knows, but I heard a couple months ago that he met with leaders of the Dominion voting machines. So that's a little suspicious um but all of these things again all of these things are what a primary is for thank you very if ron DeSantis is building too many bridges to the establishment then voters are going to move away from him that's it that's what a primary is for to get to get the inside scoop on these candidates to hear them uh, uh, debate one another on a stage to get their ideas laid out to hear what they plan to do should they win. Wines at 695 Patriot 957-2874 We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.